Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the FPL Renegades podcast. We're here recording on Tuesday, the 1st of December. It's hard to believe that 10 game weeks have gone by already. We're coming into the busy festive period. Game weeks are going to come out as thick and fast. And speaking of thick, but maybe <laughs> not so fast, I'm joined as always by my good pal, Kirks. How are you, Kirks? Hey, yo. And uh, that's, that's going to be my new thing I do. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. It's good that you explained it because otherwise people wouldn't know. <laughs> and then I would probably mansplain it as you always accuse me of. It's off always sunny. Like, Kirks is doing that because it's his new intro. Yep, that's it. I'm going to do it every week now. Cool. So how are you getting on? Other than Great. hey Hey-o. Uh, good. Yeah. I got a, a green arrow, so I'm like hopping. Jeez, he's jumping straight Bounce, into his, bouncing his off game week. Usually you're slumped in the chair. Do we have to do this? But I got a green arrow. Got a green arrow. It's like a child at Christmas who has not gotten any presents for 10 years. And on his 11th year, got a, got a present. A rather big present, like a, a tricycle or something good. <laughs> So we did it. We're back. It's just me and you, you and I, back on our regular every audio, audio can't see us podcast. Uh, we had great fun last week on the FPL Hangover podcast. So thanks to the lads for having us. How did you find that, Kirks, as a, a man who's known as a social media hermit? Yeah, it was grand. Yeah, that was very similar to what we do here. Anyway, it's just um, more voices, I think. But uh, the lads, other stuff and. Uh, yeah, I think kind of same uh, thoughts as we have on FPL and the fixtures and the games and the injuries. The same vibe. Uh, I won't lie to you. I was kind of worried because you you don't like social media. You don't like people. Um, I don't like people. I love people. I was just worried that you're going to embarrass us on that pod. And ironically, <laughs> went completely the other way. So, yeah, going to take it a little bit easier this week. I have notes in front of me here now. Less beer, less squeakiness. Less mansplaining. I don't think I explained other people. I just like mansplaining what you say. Okay. I probably do need some explanations now and again. I wouldn't uh, step on other people's toes and do it to them. But you, you're a fair game. You're uh, back in control as well. That must be like a, a relief not to have to listen to other people tell you what to do and press record, save, whatever. Yeah, a little bit. It's kind of, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> it was lovely just being able to sit there and talk and not have to plan anything. And just drink away. Yeah, that was probably the problem. <laughs> I'm usually busy trying to keep things going. And then the next day it was great not having to edit or, you know, it just got put out there all of a sudden by magic. Um, Jer on the hangover worked his magic and all of a sudden it was up on YouTube. All you had to do was mind your hangover. Yeah, and that didn't go too well. So <laughs> we better get stuck into actual FPL stuff. But yeah, once again, thanks to the lads. We had a great laugh last week and we'll do it again at some point. But you seem pretty eager to jump straight into it. I've done enough talking. Tell us how your game week 10 went. Um, Yeah, pretty good, actually. For once, all this pre-planning and like, you know, oh yeah, planning for the next game week. Shite, actually kind of paid off and I actually got some points. So um, 72 points, average was 44 People like Wilson, Podence, Grealish, uh, Gabriel for Arsenal kind of just paid off all at the same time. Um, so, yeah, one good game. We Cancelo didn't start, which is kind of annoying. Foden came off the bench, which is kind of annoying. Robertson's assist in goal 
I'm just clean sheet wiped out. But you know, what can you do about that? Um, and then at the end of it, that Villa Newcastle game cancelled. <laughs> uh, just put me back on the, the firefighting. I, I had finally gotten the team sort of fixed. I took another hit. That's my fourth hit, I think, this season. Um, and then that game was cancelled. Even me with Grealish and Wilson not able to play it next week. But um, yeah, it was a good, good week overall. I think I went up like 800,000 places. My first screen hour of the year, which is mental. That's mind-boggling that it's your first green arrow of the year. <laughs> and, uh, here's to many, many more because the only way is up. I well, I, I thought that as well a few weeks ago when I was like hovering around 2 million and I went down to 3 million. Thought it again. <laughs> went down below 4 million. So there is space to go down. I think that's an important lesson learned. Yeah, and I had to laugh because we've been on WhatsApp and just... Anytime we're talking to any friends of ours that play FPL, the Kirk's curse is real. Like we've all been laughing. Anything you do, just it goes completely and spectacularly wrong. And this week, you had a great week. Yeah. I took a hit on Grealish. Yeah. What had you do? You had threatened to bring in Grealish and you were either going to get points or you were going to jinx him for all the Grealish owners and for just Aston Villa Football Club in general. And (laughs) it all went rather swimmingly. I think he got 10 points, did he? Yeah. But uh, the Kirk's curse was just lurking somewhere underneath and uh you've managed to get the game cancelled yeah but not just villa i've damaged like the rest of my team as well by wilson not being able to play so now two guys out and i'm looking to my bench and i'm going great brewster <laughs> yeah and they contribution needed what 22 points between them in your your first yeah. green arrow of the week uh i to be honest i'm not fully sure what's going to happen with that game people are talking about it being moved to next week there's nothing concrete. I don't know if that's going to happen, to be honest. I'm going to operate on the basis that it's gone unless we hear otherwise. So yeah, a lot of people are going to be screwed. Did, did did it take it out of the game week then? I can, you know, there's that weird one coming up where they're going to split the game week. I don't know how they're, oh, going, yeah. to do that, how they're going to do that either. But um, if you take it out of this FPL game week and put it into another one, or if it happens very, like in the next week, does it just stay in this game week? It's... um. Pain in the hole, let's say, for the guys trying to calculate all the points and stuff, but uh, something's going to have to happen. Yeah, and like I'm coming out of it pretty well if it is gone because I only have Martinez. I'm happy enough to go without a goalie. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and have Ross Barkley injured on my bench, and I'd plan to just bench him until he comes back to fitness. I don't really want to waste a transfer on him. So there's people like you have Grealish, Wilson. Some have like Wilson, Grealish, Watkins. Martinez, I would say it's a lot. Martinez, some people might have got in Consa. Uh, Jamal Lewis is still floating around in people's teams because he's only 4.3 million. Some people are going to be properly hit by that. Just talk of free hits, like which I don't think it's worth using, but I'm no, not in that spot. I suppose you could, yeah, you could very easily be in a spot where you've got four players because um, they're quite cheap. So, But the thing is, if they're cheap, they should be on your bench. A substitution, one or two subs should be able to sort you out, but not definitely not a free hit. That, that'd be mad. And there's probably going to be a ton of hits, so you'll get away with a minus four this week. Minus four, fucking hell. I hate minus fours. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. You can't just hate them uh, no matter what. Well, if you don't need to do them, you're in a much better position. Ah, completely. You only have to... I don't look at it, actually. But uh, some people look at their rank before the game week even starts, and they just see how they relate to the people who have taken hits and they're like, oh, I went up 20,000 places without kicking a ball. It's like, well, you never <laughs> kick a ball, buddy. Not no, in a... You don't like watching the 
tables during the game week. So I mean, watching it before the game week, I'd say rightly uh, grind your gears. Yeah, I think I'm known as like a complete buzzkill now on in our Twitter group chat. It's just like. Here comes the anti-check your rank, please. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just stop talking to each other for the weekend and come back on Monday. Yeah, and I'm like, what, why are you checking it? Like, you're, that guy just took a throw-in. It's not going to do anything. And then Kyle Walker goes and sets up a goal with a throw-in at the weekend. So maybe I was wrong all along. <laughs> I do it all the time. I think it's just habit. I have it, say, F, what's that, live FPL? Yeah. Uh, shortcut it on my phone. I just press it, like, subconsciously. Just click it. And, uh, I, see, I do it at the end half million. of the day. I used to do it, but it just used to piss me off. Like I'm just like, oh, I'm gone up eight thousand places. Now that a, a corner happened, now I'm down twenty thousand places. Oh no, a yellow card. I'm down a hundred thousand places. Like what am I doing with my life? <laughs> you know? There's just so much football on anyway. Like I think I watched, I must have watched over two games on one of the weekends there, Saturday or Sunday. But like just back to back games. Like I think I missed the first one and then I watched the second one. It's like you can easily spend a whole day watching football. Yeah, and sure, what else do we have to be doing, Kirk? In this day and age, this climate in our zombie apocalypse lives that we live in. Eight games back to back, all Saturday and Sunday. Go to work for like football shaped eyes. <laughs> at least work is in your own house. So yeah, just get up and look at the same screen again. Cool. Anything else with your game week before I move on to mine? Yours really it. should take longer because it was a lot better, but you know me. Go for it. All done. Cool. Um, so my game week was... I can't even remember my game week. Hold on a sec. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't as good as a lot of others. I thought it was a weird game week. Um, I got a 28,000 green arrow, so I'm up to 200k. Not too bad. Uh, I've had three green arrows in a row. My transfers paid off, which was great. Uh, myself and yourself were big on City and we were talking about aggressively trying to get them in and you did it earlier than me but I got two of them in this week I took a, a minus four and got Kane and Ziyech out and got in KDB and Jesus and okay. yeah it worked out I think I captained KDB so I think it was a 16 point swing and just more importantly for me is I have the two boys in place for the Fulham game then they play United but then the West Brom game so I think people often don't talk about that enough when they're talking about hits and the transfers they've made. How I mean, long you look, yeah. I'm better set up now. Like So even if I had a broke even on that transfer, I would have been a lot happier having them with their fixtures than I would have with Kane and Ziyech. It's probably a lot easier seeing as the boys drew nil all and it worked out for me, but I was banking on that. Most obvious result of our life. Yeah, I took a leaf out of the Kirk's book. I was like, I don't want two players playing against each other in the same game on my team. So I just got rid of both of them. <laughs> I don't even pick one. Yeah, fair enough. And it could have been a lot better. Like KDB hit the post with one of the last kicks of the game. That was like a 10, 12 point swing. Uh, Jesus should have got like two two other assists. He was a bit unlucky with offsides. Um, he didn't uh, look Mar- amazing. Mares but... is uh, world class again. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that in the questions because our good friend Alan Duggan is sticking the knife in because he asked a question about him last week and we all laughed, but I don't think we really did laugh. So we'll, we'll talk about that later on. I might have laughed. <laughs> so I didn't say what I got. I got 58 points, so minus four, 54. The average was 44, um, up to, like I said, 200K. But uh, a game week of what ifs, you've kind of touched on it. 
Robertson was in line for a haul, even with the assist that was ruled out. I owned Robertson and Mane, and I know it was offside, but we kind of dreamed for two minutes. But his clean sheet getting ruled out at the death by a penalty that he gave away was just kind yeah. of cruise. Yeah, that, would be, that would have been huge. How many points would that have been with the assist and the clean sheet? I don't know. I don't check these things, Kirk, because it just kills you. Uh, my city guys should have got more points. Um, what else? If Tammy James, not Tammy James, Tammy, Tammy Abraham, James, Tammy Abraham wasn't such a donkey, I might have got a couple of assists and an absolute monster haul out of Reese James. He put in a few lovely crosses, and if that was Giroud, I would have been celebrating uh, multiple assists. I feel Tammy was brutal. He was brutal. Like I don't know what else he wants. Like the ball was put into brilliant areas. Did you see that one where like they came over the top from somebody and he like tried to jump, twirl, take it down and shoot at the same time. It <laughs> looked like someone had thrown like soggy spaghetti at the football. <laughs> There's an analogy and a half. But uh yeah, I I could have imagined more points out of that. And I was talking to you on WhatsApp saying, geez, it's a lot less phone fun owning James, when Chelsea have a back four compared to a back five, like when he's playing wing back and he can just bomb forward, it's great crack watching him. But he was quite reserved in the first half and I think he might have got told to go a little bit more forward, put more crosses in in the second half and could have got yeah. more points there. Chilwell seems the better of the two for that, but just the price difference, I suppose. Yeah, and I think Dallas put a cross onto Harrison's head and he hit the bar, could have got an assist there. Anyway, no point talking about ifs, but I got 54 points minus my hit i think i could have got double that to be honest watching those games yeah. and how they unfolded and uh, i'm always giving out about people being greedy so i won't be greedy um i'm 52 points off top 10k which is the target every season long way to go so you can never be confident because like you need so much luck to get there but not in bad shape but yeah that's my week i, I was quite satisfied uh i think a lot of there were a lot of points there to be had but they weren't always obvious ones like if you look at the Kings of the game week, the front line was like Cavani, Joe Linton, and Callum Wilson. Like, how are you going to pick that? Cavani's so, yeah. good. I, I was hoping he's a little cheaper than 8 million. I think he will play a bit now, but anyway. Or Willie Garks. Oh, dun, yeah. Well, dun, he's probably bad. Let's not get into that, but just Google Cavani's name if you don't know what we're talking about. Make your own mind up. But when he's back, he might be an option. Yeah, he, he offers so much more than. Martial or Rashford up there. Uh, so well, much energy. Finally, looks like the end of Martial's career. <laughs> Already, Kirk's, Kirk's has been writing him off for the last three or four seasons, but now he's just signed his death warrant. Time That's of death. Saturday Cavani time. Sunday, I think it was. But uh, yeah, definitely. Just just shows you what a proper striker can do. I think Cavani's had four touches of the ball, and he's scored three goals and had an assist. I, I don't know what Martial's doing. Just running around. Actually, he's not running around. Part of the problem. Take away the goals, even though I'm just so impressed with his closing down, and he seems like a bit of a fighter. Like him and Bruno seem to work well in tandem. If they ever like start fighting with each other, though, you're in trouble. They probably box their heads off each other. Yeah, never really thought about that. I think we'd be okay. <laughs> so we'll leave it there for game week tens. Talk to me about game week eleven. Have you any plans for that? Well, with our breaking news on this Newcastle Villa game. Okay, so operate on the basis that it's gone. Yeah, so um, 
a couple of problem areas. One was the goalkeeper, which I was hoping I'd be able to address this week because I had my team was settled with the two boys playing Grealish and Wilson, and now I am looking at it going crap. I probably need to make a transfer just to get a, a proper eleven out with those two missing. Um, I kind of want to get rid of Werner as well. Like, just kind of leaning towards do I take a hit again? But yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure now because. I think the plan was to either upgrade Ryan and I was talking about Mendy possibly for Chelsea to get into that back line. I don't have uh, James or Chilwell. And the other one was to to drop Werner down to a DCL or a Bamford or Watkins and put that money back into midfield. Um, now I'm probably looking at... See, I want to keep Wilson and his fixtures are quite good. And I only brought Wilson or Grealish in on a hit, so I'm quite torn. Uh have a million in the bank. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. This picture really fucks me up. Like it was actually so, it was perfectly fine until this. And now I'm fucked again. <laughs> and there's, there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. It's just complete uh, randomness. And people will be t- like, you know, but we said about COVID, keep your wild card. Don't make any transfers. Like, as if you would ever keep your wild card and then use it because Aston Villa and Newcastle are. It's just a week gone. that's happened as well. Like I've got Podens on the bench, but like he's playing Liverpool away, and I've got two Liverpool players already starting. It just—it's not a kind week for it to happen. I had Grealish and Wilson playing against each other, which potentially could have been okay for points. Mm. Um, Foden is started again in Europe today, and I—it just looks like he's just going to be playing all the European games midweek and. He's not going to play the Premier League game this weekend. So maybe he's the guy to replace and guess someone on the bench. Yeah, it's a bit of a fucking mess now, to be honest. <laughs> Had you planned on rolling a transfer this week? No, I was thinking about the goalkeeper. I have a million in the bank and I was thinking okay. about Ryan to Mendy to get in on the Chelsea back line. And Ryan's caused me all sorts of problems. Plus I have Lamptey, so I've doubled up on the Brighton defence, which I kind of want to get off. Uh, and I'd finally got my team to a place where I could spend a transfer on the goalkeeper. Okay. I'm being set back like four spaces. The Kirk's curse strikes again. Are you got any insight? Um, not really. I, I wouldn't really take a hit if you can have Podence coming in. Uh, he's, he's a weird one. He always looks dangerous. He could get a goal out of nothing and all of a sudden your minus four is pretty hard to justify. Um, I, I How many... Have you got 11? Yeah, I have 11 if I bring in... Um... Podence and Lamptey. It's not. It's not the worst. I just don't. Foden, like bear don't in mind, play and Podence isn't going to do much away to Liverpool. Yeah, bear like, in mind, there's people who might have four players between Villa and Newcastle, and they're either going to bench some of them. They're going to take hits. It's probably not a bad week to put out an okay eleven. Like even if you're not happy with two or three people, I might take a punt on Brewster at home to Leicester. Yeah, he's not had- starting though, and I know it doesn't matter because he's our four and a half million enabler, but. It would be a lot better if he was starting games and like Sheffield United have about eight forwards on their books and yeah. none of them could, them could yeah. Fucking hell did last day with those desperate stuff. Yeah, like your man Mooset came back, he's been gone for ages, and then you know, throw him McBurney, in the rest of the boys, McBurney, McGoldrick. McGoldrick, yeah. Burke has been up there. We're missing someone, Billy Sharp. Like they've a lot of forwards and they just can't score. It's kind of odd. I'm kind of almost rolling it as though they have to score eventually. It's like <laughs> somebody has to score for them at some point. Could it be Brewster? 
but um, yeah, I think it's at the moment if I don't without a transfer, it's a toss up between Brewster and Podens to start, mm. and then it's just what I can do with my transfer that doesn't hinder me going forward. Yeah, well, look, where, where does Podens play? He plays wide in the left, so he's either going to be up against Nico, who started today and is, don't get me wrong, terrible, or <laughs> Milner, who is like, or Milner went off injured. Yeah, he's hamstring. Yeah. So is it going to be Nico? Um, I'd, I'd start Podens. Podens played long. the center at last day, but with Jimenez out, I just, I just don't feel like Wolves are going to be the same attacking team. I'd, like, who goes up front? <sighs> Fucking Fabio. Yeah. All of a sudden, Wolves don't have that focal point, but they've a load of small, fast, tricky lads. <laughs> yeah. If they could figure out what to do with them, it'd be yeah. sorted. It could be like Neto, Podens, and your man Fabio up front, but I just don't see them doing too much damage. Um, and Troy, like getting in behind people and putting in crosses to who is kind of the main thing. Like uh, Jimenez gets so many other goals. Yeah. Um, like you said, he's a focal point for the team. Like the guy in the box, the guy great in the air, um, and able to hold it up and bring in the little guys. But yeah, it's it's hard to see them doing too much at Anfield, which is why I don't want to play him. But that leaves me with Brewster. Yeah, it was a terrible injury as well, Jimenez. Oh, it goes horrible. Well soon. Like, I hate those, those ones. Um, but yeah, I, I can't offer you any insight because... But what are you going to do? I might copy it. <laughs> okay, I think we both have different problems, but uh, I'll tell you anyway. And with the Champions League and Europa League matches, I'm always uh, loathe to kind of give too much recommendations, if you'd call them that, because... And I know we do our pod on a Tuesday, and I should probably adapt to that, but... I don't know who's going to play or get injured or do what, Kirk. Do whatever you want. You will anyway. <laughs> so pressure on you. My game week 11, my plan this week was to roll my transfer. I'm quite happy with my 11 and I took a hit like you last week. So didn't really want to have to consider another one of them. But I'm going to be going into the week with no goalie because I have Martinez and a 4 million goalie on the bench. I, I'm kind of okay with that because I think I'm sacrificing two probably two points i don't know if it's going to be worth it um no you'd have to hit a clean sheet or at least have a keeper coming in who you want to stick with that's that's the key point i i'm struggling to find someone who i want to stick with but when i got martinez in instead of i don't know how to say it Maselia for leeds i'd started the season with him and i was kind of really proud of myself i i was like i'm the only person who owns him and he got a clean sheet this is great fun and Leeds are quite a good team to watch since I got Martinez in, it's been shit. Like I was just expecting clean sheets and he's conceding against all sorts of teams. Um, yeah. They're doing the same thing as they did this, uh, last season. They were just making mistakes. Yeah. Like Bing's doing cry turns in a six yard box kind of shit. And maybe I'm being harsh, but like, I think I brought him in in game week five. So he got me nine points then. He got me six points in game week eight against Arsenal. But like the last two game weeks, it's been a point apiece. He got zero against Southampton in game week seven. Just hasn't been what I've been hoping for. So I wouldn't be against getting rid of him, but like you said, I just don't know who I'd get in for him and I'm not willing to go up. So if you're happy to go up to Mendy, I think he's a great set and forget option. Chelsea's defense is looking tight. Like it's looking good. Um, did, is there a, a worry for you that there's possibly too much attacking potential in some of their fullbacks that you're wasting? Yeah. Position? I suppose, I suppose we're both talking about goalkeepers here. I, it's very different, I think, the last season where you had a few options. Like, we both had Pope, set and forget, off you go, Grant. Yeah. But, like, Martinez was the one everybody, Martinez was the one everybody jumped on. 
when he moved to Villa, uh, and he went up like 0.3 million. Um, but the rest of them are just are better properly priced, like compared to, to previous seasons. Um, and normally we say find a start in four and a half, put him in your team, and forget it. But like the higher price guys are are doing much better now. I, I must I must rank them actually in terms of value, but like. Everybody's five million. Top what? One, two, three, four are all over five million. Then you got Massillier, who's propping up there in sixth. One, two, three, four, no fifth. But um, I'm thinking about I might just have to go up to that kind of level of the five million level to make it worthwhile. Because I'm, I'm really losing points with uh, with Ryan, and same as you. I'm trying to find somebody to switch to, and yeah. kind of looking at. So Hampton, like, oh, Leeds, no. Um, to go to McCarthy, it's uh, Jones is, or Johnston. Um, it just, West Brom, I just can't see them getting continuous points. They don't, they're not like Burnley last season where they might finish mid-table, bottom of the table, but they just get, he gets loads of save points and loads of clean sheets and they, they kind of draw nil all. These are teams that could get hammered three or four nil every second week. <laughs> Um, so I'm I, uh, strongly considering going up the next bracket, the five million. Uh, and Mendy stands out. He's only played uh, since game week four, I think, and he's pretty much returned in nearly every game week. Uh, which is why he looks low on the overall scores. But I'd say per game, he's actually probably the highest. Yeah, I couldn't put you off that to be honest. Um, especially if you can get away with the Villa Newcastle fixture and put out eleven and just use that move. I think he's matching Chilwell in the last couple of games. Yeah, if you take out, like you said, that 18 point haul, it's probably there's probably not too much in it so at all. That's what you get for having the fullback. So is that the ability to get a goal or an assist, whereas the keeper you're just relying on the, the clean sheets. But like he's five point one compared to Chilwell's whatever, five point has he gone up six point two now? Yeah, six point two. Um and then at the back. I'm pretty happy with my defense. Listen, I'm not like going to break my team up to fit a Chelsea defender in with who I have. So the keeper seems like an easy way in. Um, but interestingly, the way you're talking with your keeper as well, like, are you just going to stick with Martinez? Uh, more than likely, just because I don't want to use a transfer on my goalie. I'd be, I'd be happy sucking up to zero points and having two free transfers next week. And because it in. if, yeah, like, they're going to keep the odd clean sheet and the goalie isn't a, a position I put too much thought into. And luckily enough, I think we've been doing okay because none of the budget guys are going nuts. So we're not getting punished. Yeah. Like you said, there's no Nick Pope where if you don't have him last season, you're in trouble. Like he's just racking up points after points. And uh, there's the, there's such a spread of budget keepers at the minute and none of them are going nuts. Yeah, it's tricky. I'm going to have a look into it this season. I think I'm going to have to stop my keeper at some point and I, I'm strongly thinking about going up whereas you're sticking with what you got. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't use two transfers. I'd have to use two transfers or wait until next week and then use both my free transfers to sort out the goalie position and I, I just don't care enough about it. It's kind of maybe a catch-22 again. Like I want points out of them but I'm not willing to do anything about it. I just want to pick one guy <laughs> and hope for the best. Yeah, I have to, might have to leave mine for a while yet. See if this Grealish Wilson thing causes me a bigger problem. Yeah, but it was. I was very happy with my starting eleven. Like my weakest link in the eleven was a, uh, I call him Susek, but I've heard commentators call him Sauchek for West I call, Ham. I call him Susek. I have no idea why. Just say what I see. 
Okay, Susek to me then, home to Man United. Uh, his kind of danger level seemed to have dropped a little, a little bit. He doesn't seem to be getting on the end of as much, but still, if he's the weakest link in 10 outfield players, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Because my bench is uh, it's looking quite questionable at the minute. I've Barkley, who's injured, I'm not ready to use a transfer to get rid of him. I've no money in the bank, and I don't think there's a direct replacement, although... There is the two Wolves boys, Podence, Neto. There is your man. Who's the guy you were Rafinha. talking about for Leeds? Rafinha. So there are options. I just, I can, I can suck up benching him again. Then I have Brewster, who's not guaranteed to start. I have Kilman, who was dropped for the first time in a while at the weekend. So I could be down to nine players without a goalie. And if any of my outfield players miss it for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm yeah, happy I... to just roll the dice. Just the week that's in it, I think, could get away with it. Yeah couple of interesting points there one with the, the Wolves losing Jimenez maybe they'll go back to a back three against Liverpool like as in they yeah. want, maybe want to tighten that up and they don't have Jimenez so uh, take off a striker put on a defender I don't know who they play in the middle or if they even play a man in the middle but um, Kilman might come back in for that not sure it's the game you want to be targeting though um, what's the other one Rafinha was the other one you mentioned very interesting I think um, he's he was on my radar for maybe a potential Foden or Grealish swap uh, at 5.4 million in an attacking Leeds team. Looks at goal threat and assist threat. Yeah, I'd, I'd have I'd have a look at him a bit closer again. I think this week he did look good. All right, now they're playing Chelsea, so again, it's not a move. I'm happy to bench Barkley and uh, keep an eye on him, add him to my watch list. Uh, but yeah. The team in general looks okay. I have Mane instead of Salah. I was kind of boxed into that when I got rid of Salah for Mane when he got COVID. I'm not willing to go back just yet. It's Mane's my placeholder to go back to Salah because I will eventually. I've I think this is the first time I've ever had Mane ahead of Salah in like three seasons. Oh, this was a was that a knee jerk reaction to COVID? For me, yeah, a little bit. It was just I wanted points. I wasn't willing. I said it last week. I wasn't willing to. Put a 12 bench, on the bench. Salah, and I thought, Mane, come in here, get 12, 15 points. Happy days. I can keep him for Brighton. I can keep him for Wolves. And then the next game I'm going to fear is uh, Salah at home to Fulham, which is the week after. And he's yep. a placeholder. He's the same price pretty much, so easy move. But now that I have him, I kept him for Brighton. Got somewhat lucky with Salah not score more and then unlucky with Mane being offside. But I'm happy to keep him against Wolves. I don't think I favour either of them in that fixture. Yeah, it'd be tight, I'd say. Especially if like, Wolves would drop in. Yeah, I just think against a team like Fulham that Liverpool could just overrun. I think Salah's more the the bully. Like, if they're kind of hitting four or five goals, he's going to be involved yeah. in more than Manny. He is greedy, yeah, pretty much. Although he's looking a lot more creative this season. He's he's putting more chances on for his teammates and his XA is looking a bit healthier. It's always actually okay. But I don't know if it's like a last resort kind of thing. I think if he's one on one or if he's running on the keeper, he's taking the shot. Like he's I think he said he is a greedy player, like but I don't it doesn't bother me. He's capable of scoring 30 goals a season. He can be greedy as he likes. Except for that yeah. one time where he should have squared the ball and it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Man he could have killed him. Uh who's gonna be your captain at the minute? It's on KDB at the moment. Don't overthink it. Why would you have it on no, I, I, what I would think? I think Wolves is a tough game. Potentially, the way we're talking about there, they might just go back to three, sit back. Um, De Bruyne is a home to Fulham. He's rested tonight. 
yeah. I wish I'd, I'd captain him last week. I, the only reason I didn't captain him last week was because I had three city players. As it turns out, I only had one starting city player, so I would have loved to have had him as captain. Um, but yeah, this week definitely. Cool. We're actually going to talk about city next, but uh, do you think there's any uh, possibility that FPL players will have watched Fulham turn over Leicester, look quite solid, and might not be rushing to get KDB? Is there any chance that he's not as highly owned as he, he would have been? If Leicester think, had a tumped Fulham? Uh, possibly, but I don't think people are going to look at Fulham and think that they're going to cause City a problem. I think people just look at it in the green, orange and red fixture trackers and just kind of go, yeah. Fulham at home, deadly, Captain De Bruyne. I don't think people consider Fulham's form. Okay. Um, and saying that, I still think they're going to beat them. So, Yeah, it's apples and oranges as well. Leicester and Man City, like City, putting five past Burnley as they always do. Drawn a bit of a role. I think they, they should comfortably be Fulham and uh, KDB will be my captain as well. Just home to Fulham. I, I can't even look at the likes of Fernandez away to West Ham or Mane home to Wolves. Uh, no, if I wanted to go super punty and I think last week kind of taught me a lesson as to why I shouldn't have. I could go uh, Jesus. He's rested tonight as well. I think he's going to play. But uh, KDB just, you know, if Jesus scores, it's probably going to be from a KDB assist. Yeah, this is a pan over free kick, a corner. Fucking yeah. just gets himself involved in everything, doesn't he? He's got his fingers in all the pies. <laughs> um, yeah, the other fuckers though playing tonight. Kinsella started, Foden started. Ah, don't know. Sterling started and was benched last week. That was strange. Yeah, hold your horses, Karks, because the one hot topic I have this week is Man City. And uh, we're going to move on to them next. Okay, Kirk's moving along now swiftly. And let's look at a few FPL hot topics before we move on to the questions. And the first one I want to talk about is uh, our favorite FPL team, Manchester City. So this is just going to be an exercise in patting ourselves on the back. <laughs> you can see it on camera. I can see it. I can vouch Kirk's is awkwardly patting himself on the back. Um, right. Did it. We've been calling it for a few weeks now. And uh, look, we don't like just patting ourselves on the back for no reason. But a lot of the FPL community were wary of bringing in City players. They were like, I'm going to wait and see them against Burnley before I make any moves. And we have been bigging them up, especially last week, and said, but like they're guaranteed to win 5-0 against Burnley. It's what you they do. Actually, I think you actually said 5-0 as well. I think like you could have actually just go put money on 5-0. But I think they'd won the last three or four or five nil at home in the league. Um, And as freaky as it is, they did it again. So first of all, talk to me about, let's look at the City lineup tonight because I want to try and do the impossible. Let's predict the lineup for City at the weekend because it might help people with their transfers. It might help us if we're planning extra transfers. What do you think this lineup means? So looking at the back line, Cancelo plays right back. Ruben Diaz just seems undroppable. He's playing every game. He's probably their best defensive asset. Garcia, nah, Zinchenko, whatever. So midfield, Foden, Rodri, Fernandinho, then Bernardo, Torres looks like he's up front, and Sterling. Yeah, it's um, it's difficult. A lot of changes from the Burnley game. There's changes, but at the same time, Torres is playing again. So you would think Torres is playing up front tonight, therefore he's going to be dropped and Jesus has been rested. So does he come in for Torres? 
Um, Foden doesn't start Premier League games anymore. So is he playing this game to be dropped and maybe Torres moves back into that position? Um, Zinchenko has replaced Mendy, but Mendy replaced Cancelo from the week before and Cancelo was playing out of his skin. Brought him in, dropped, Kirkst, you did it. Um, <laughs> then Cancelo has taken Walker's spot, who's been rested, who you'd imagine would come back in. So the only two players I'd really want, and I regret not going with Diaz over Cancelo because at the time I said one's going to play every single week and the other one has probably a better chance of getting a goal or assist, maybe move to midfield. But Ruben Diaz is going to play every game by looks of it. And KDB is going to play at the weekend. Other than that, there's guys who look like they're going to play, but you have to kind of keep a guy in. There's a few there who have to play the next game as well um, for that to happen. And it's just, yeah, Pep Roulette. Diaz and De Bruyne for me. Even even Jesus, um, 50-50 for me nearly. Do you think there's any possibility that Sterling doesn't play? I don't think he's going to get dropped for the next league game after sitting out against Burnley. Like we're kind of talking Gundogan about has started the last three or four league games. Okay. So Fernandinho and Rodri started tonight, uh, which means they're probably playing a four-two-three-one. So you'd imagine one of them drops out. Gundogan goes back in. Sterling keeps his place. Foden drops out. Mares probably will come back on the back of a hat trick, although no guarantees. With oh, absolutely no guarantee. Like I didn't think he'd start that last game, and. Like he got his hat trick, but like his XG and stuff was still quite low. Um, he, he's a greedy bastard. Like he just likes to shoot. Do you think and Pep picks his team based on XG, Garks? No, but that's what I mean. Like it, it, he scored a hat trick. I wouldn't say that's a guarantee. He's, he's not guaranteed to start. I'd, far from it. He's maybe guaranteed to be rested now. <laughs> okay, like, so you're saying stick to the reliables. If you want City players, bring in Diaz. You're going to get the clean sheets. There's the odd chance of. A goal from a set piece. He scored two in a game for Portugal there. Um, I can't say that I've noticed him being overly dangerous for City or KDB. Yeah, I, I think it's probably a good shout with Sterling. I think he was rested. He plays this, he plays the next one. And I think uh, Jesus does come back in. I think Silva's, Silva, Foden, Torres, between the three of them, I think probably two of them are being dropped. Yeah, and like... Foden just looks so dangerous when he plays. He looks so dangerous when he comes on. Um, I just, my mind is melted and blown with the fact he hasn't started any games in the Premier League in the last four, five, whatever it was. Like he just he looks like such a good player. I just like surely you just fit him in there. Like what's Gundogan doing? Yeah, and do you need like Rodri and Gundogan playing against Burnley at home, playing against Fulham at home? You don't. Like Rodri will do the job there. Yeah, definitely. Just play the one holding and the, the, the two pivots like they used to play with uh, David Silva and De Bruyne. And do you remember the narrative last season? It was like Foden, he's the apprentice. He's going to just take whatever minutes he can get this season, but he's just learning for next year. He's going to take David Silva's role. It's going to be epic. And now it's like he's got no role. What's, well, he's got a start starring role in the Champions League, which is kind of odd. But Maybe they're prioritising as it's quite a strong team he's put out for all the Champions League games. Maybe he's just kind of splitting his team in two a little bit. As in like, that'll be my Champions League team. And Foden's, he's not like a, a second-rate player for Champions League. Like, he's 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 capable. And he has his uh, Premier League team rests him in between. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it doesn't make sense that you'd be resting 
like whatever he is, a 20 odd something year old. But like you said, maybe he has split certain blocks in the team down the middle for league and Champions League matches. But I'd definitely be all about getting in at least two other players for the next run, even though you've missed the Burnley 5 0. Oh, the yeah, the fixtures are still good enough. Uh, it's just going to breed form. And I'll touch on something I've been mentioning for the last few weeks. And some people were laughing at me about it, but just the fact that they have like Gabriel Jesus playing is such a big thing to them. Now it could be Aguero, like I just mean a number nine. Striker. Yeah. Yeah, it makes such a difference. And look, Kirk, if you and I had a bigger budget or if we were on somehow on Monday night football, a match <laughs> of the, the day, <laughs> at the minute I'd be standing up and going to my screen and uh, drawing little circles around Gabriel. I would love to do that. And I would love to do it side by side with Martial and everything a centre forward doesn't do. Like as just Martial is talented, but he just he's not a centre forward. And I think that would be a really good case in point to show how Aguero or Jesus actually play centre forward and why it's so important to a team. Um I you're dead right. Like they were looked lost without a, a number nine a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Sterling's on number nine. Torres actually probably performed the best out of them, but at the same time doesn't have the experience. Uh, I think Mara's played one game and he was shocking as well. Yeah, it's a it's a tough role to play. And I think you kind of have to be, there's a certain uh, natural instinct. And I don't want to go on about it too much, but uh, I was watching Jesus with an eagle eye because I brought him in. Like he was a big punt this week, 1.4% owned. And I, I'd go as far as saying he was involved in all five of the goals, even though he touched the ball for one of them. Like the first goal, he kind of hustled and harried and he kind of presses up high he put someone under pressure and Rodri got the ball, fed it to KDB and he set up uh, Mares. All of the other goals, he was in and around the box. He was making great runs, dragging people out of position. And it makes yeah. such a difference without, like it looks like he did nothing in that game, but it's just it's just so much more natural and he creates space for everyone else. And we, we called it on the pod last week. Um, the likes of Sterling and the likes of Mares will benefit. And look, Mares got a hat-trick. Yeah, and that's like Sterling wasn't playing, but like I'm sure had himself or Foden or any other attacking player who wasn't playing played, they would have been involved to the same level as Mares was. Like, like, like you said, there's a focal point. They're going to beat Burnley 3, 4, 5, 6 0. Um, these guys are only going to get like points if you could pick the right player. And yeah. That's the key. It's not that they're not going to do it, it's who's going to do it or who's going to start. That is it, and it's so unpredictable. But like they play Fulham, then they play United. Anything can happen in a derby. They play West Brom, Southampton, Newcastle. There's bags of FPL points to be had there. So you've picked two, and you said it's quite easy picking two. Give me three. Just speculative. Add another on to Diaz and KDB if you had to get in a third. And I know you have Foden, but you can blank yeah, no, slate. I'd you actually, can pick anyone. I'd go with Foden or Torres, and I just think between the two of them, one of them will start, one of them will come on under decent price that if it doesn't happen, you haven't blown all your money uh, on this third city asset. That's that's not playing. Um, Jesus is, yeah, I'd say Jesus maybe as the higher priced option. Uh, just think he will be, he will come off like in the game. Either Aguero comes back or he gets taken off for someone like Torres. Uh, but like you saw the last day, ways he's involved, he may not always get you the points. Um, oddly enough, I think Foden and Torres, given 90 minutes, would actually outscore him. Um, yeah, 
a, a coin flip between Foden and Torres. And if you want to take a punt, I'd go for Jesus. KDB, no brainer. He's only 20% owned, which is great. Now that might rocket yeah, in the next few days. Yeah. But uh, it's a good place to be that we already have him. We don't have to use a transfer on him. And uh, this isn't meant to be smug, smug watch for both of us, but I'm quite smug about it all, Kirk. People laughed at us. <laughs> but they did. Yeah. Watch him play for Belgium in the last couple of weeks. Like It's not like he's, he was off form or anything. Um, just City weren't clicking without the striker. And I think they have a game at hand. If they win that game at hand, I think they're up to 18 points and they're ho- hovering around sixth or something like that. You'd swear they're like fucking fighting relegation the way some people go on about them. Yeah. They're, they're 11th now with a game in hand. That'll bring up to 18 points. They go joint fourth. Like, if they win the game in hand. The game in hand's against what? Villa? Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I definitely, it was just all in. All right, we'll move on from City. Um, the best team in FPL. As advertised on this <laughs> podcast week in, week out. Uh, what do you want to talk about? I was just going to mention um, just going to mention Fernandez um, for United again. We talked about him last week on the other pod um, about how it's tricky to break your team up to get him in, but like you can't ignore him. I'm like he's got one player now. I don't have United or every time United score, he's involved. He's taking the penalties. He's scoring headers. He's scoring from outside the box. Um, I have to figure a way of getting them into the team, but it's just so tricky because every game you watch United play, you think they could fuck this one up. And they went 2 0 down to Hampton, and I was sitting here going, happy days, fucking avoided this one. And then up he pops with a goal and an assist, and like another 10 plus points. What's his record in the last couple of weeks? It's crazy, Kirk. I'm looking at it here. He has 17 points against Everton, 11 against West Brom, 10 against Southampton. And uh, like West Brom, they were dire. Southampton, they were very wishy-washy. Everton, I thought he played quite well. But like he's not even playing extraordinarily well and getting those points. Yeah, but they got West Ham, which could be a very tight game. Or But again, even a 2-1 win or something to United, and he's probably involved. City could go either way. Uh, they have a good record against City recently, but uh, you know they could as easily get, get beaten. Then they got Sheffield United and Leeds, which are two good games for them to get a few goals. So... He's just this weird player who just attracts FPL points. Like, whatever he does, he attracts points. Like a magnet. An FPL points magnet. Um, and I, we kind of talked about not breaking up your team to get him in because they're United are unreliable. But I'm just looking at him now and I'm just punished week in, week out. So we just have to go get him. Are you going to go get him? See, I can't break up the team. I don't want to take a hit to get him in. But I just mm-hmm. have to figure out something. Maybe plan for week 13 where I can try to get him in maybe Podens or Foden if I can get the money from somewhere even week 13 you might get away with it even though nobody's getting away with it lately but yeah West Ham City um, I don't think there's any bad games for him in the league because even they get beat 6-1 against Spurs and play terribly and he scores a penalty in the first 5-10 minutes <laughs> you know he's just always going to yeah. get you something yeah it's just one of those ones you have to switch off what you're seeing sometimes and you know just FPL wise, he's absolute gold. Yeah, but if you can wait to 13, then you're getting Sheffield United, who are a, a shadow of themselves and Leeds. I was talking to you off air. I think that game could be 3 all, 4 all, 5 all. 10 so 2. There's going to be goals in that game. Yeah. Commentator's yeah, they, they, curse. I'm going to call myself a commentator, Kirks. Commentator's curse, nil nil. Well, Kirks, curse. 
I bring him in and he's probably gonna fucking get sick or something or transfer somewhere. I, I don't know. <laughs> um yeah, just it just popped out again this this game week upon review that like he's just hauling points regardless of what he does or what he says or who he's playing against. Yeah, and uh, I think if Cavani beats any FA charges and gets a, a starting place in that team, he's only going to add to his value because uh, Bruno loves a speculative ball. He loves a, a cross whipped into the box. And you've seen Cavani, you just get his head on anything. His movement's very clever. Uh, he's just going to create more space. He's going to add more assists to Bruno. He's going to be... Yeah, Cavani I know looks like... Um, a proper number nine compared to like Rashford's a great player, but he's not really a number nine. I don't know what he is. To be honest. He's not at all. He's not really a left winger or right winger either. He's maybe probably just the old school number 10, the guy who picks the knock up, the knockdown from the, the big number nine. But um, like Greenwood is just completely out of sorts with everything that's going on behind the scenes. Um, Martial's not a striker. So Kirks, was uh, it Mendy kidnapped Greenwood or did Greenwood kidnap Mendy? I can't recall. I've not, I didn't look Both it up. Both of them have started playing I, since, so I don't know if either were true. <laughs> yeah. I feel so, well, I feel sorry for him. He's obviously made some really bad choices, but uh, he's going to be knocked right down the pecking order now, I think, uh, with Cavani's performance. Um, yeah. So and, yeah, uh, He, missed it, he started that game and he missed a sitter as well, so it's not like... But I suppose yeah. that's to be expected. Like He's not going to be as sharp as he was at the tail end of last season. Yeah, I could see Cavani now getting a few games whenever he gets into the team. I could see him getting a good run. Um, he looks fit. I know he's a short-term option. Like it's, I was saying at the start of the season, like I was laughing like everybody else. Like this is United's big signing, a fucking forty-year-old up front. <laughs> but um, it, it looks like he's going to fit in better than what they have. So, uh, like you said, I think he'll improve Fernandez's output. That's per- it. I don't think he's an option to get in at eight million. You said he's too expensive. There's too many more budget forwards performing, but he'll definitely add to Bruno. That brings us on to my favorite time of the week, Kirks. It's question time. Um, We don't have anybody to give it its uh, full glory. So let's just jump straight into actual questions. And the first question comes in from a friend of the show, Colin Ryan. I don't know if you're going to remember this man, but you might after his actual question. So screenshot of his FPL history this season. He says, Keep the faith is my message to Kirks. <laughs> uh, and the question is, is the James purple patch over? Is it time to get rid? Now, before you answer that, Kirks, uh, Colin Ryan was the guy that we were going to keep tabs on. Um, when we last oh, yeah. seen this team, he was about 5.3 million. Okay. He's now 1.5 million. So you're getting trolled by a guy who's one and a half million in the world. One and a half million feel? places ahead of me. Two million places ahead of me, probably. Yeah. All joking aside, that's a it's quite a jump. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, six green arrows in the last seven weeks. So flying. Uh, some class game week ranks as well, actually. Six hundred and seventy-four thousand, one hundred ninety-two thousand, two hundred twenty-four thousand. So the complete opposite of your like five million, six million, <laughs> four seven million. million. So uh, we'll uh, we'll backtrack and we'll say that he was being genuine there. So uh, James Rodriguez. Time to get rid. So we've talked about Everton. Straight to the point, would you get rid of him or do you think there's some yeah, mileage I, left? Yeah, I would, would get rid of him. If you're going to keep an Everton player, I'll just keep DCL. Um, he hasn't been doing much at all. And when he first joined Everton, I, this is the kind of hammers I thought we were going to see, first of all. And he started off so brilliantly. You're like, oh, this guy is actually world class. This is going to be amazing. But he's kind of 
reverted a little bit. And I wonder if some of it's just to do with the fact he has to play with Ben Godfrey, Mason Holgate, and uh, Tom Davis and Awobi. Um, <laughs> but like when they have their full eleven out, and he has a his more time in the ball, and he's you know lads are creating space for him. I think he's good, but wouldn't want him in my team going forward. Not really. Yeah, and there are options. Like he's seven point eight million. So if you don't have Jack Grealish, you can get him in for seven point seven. Uh, James Ward-Prowse is completely outperforming him recently. I know he's very set-piece dependent, but uh, he's there. Then the likes of Zaha when he comes back from Cohid, Jared Bones flying for West Ham, Neto, Fornals, Yota. I'm just naming players who are above him or in and around him, just from a price point of view. Um, I like that guy for Everton, um, the young guy who's just not playing, but he's 4.3 million. <laughs> Might bring him in. Which guy? Uh, what's his name? He actually only played like 15 minutes last season, but he's in the game. And he obviously had a lot of people picked him at the start of the season. Oh, I know him. I know him. Um, the midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. Hold uh, on. I will get his name in a sec. I know. 4.3 Gordon. Talking about, yeah. 4.3 million. Lovely. Anthony get that. Gordon. Stick it on your third spot on the bench and put your money somewhere. Yeah, but look at uh, James Rodriguez. Like you said, I don't think I did an article on him preseason and just his stats over the last five years. They've been actually really good from an underlying point of view, but just returns wise, they were never anywhere near what he started off at Everton. And like he could just not, he couldn't continue that. Um, in the last five game weeks, he's had no attacking returns. Before that, yeah. he had three assists, three goals. It's all since he had that big giant testicular injury, which uh That's the same game though Charleston got sent off and they lost uh Dina the next game. Coleman was out with his hamstrings. So I think it's yeah. linked to the to the whole team. Yeah, and his underlying stats have definitely fallen off a cliff. I won't read them out to you, but trust me, they were a lot better at the start of the season and we've already touched on Everton's fixtures. They're not amazing. So I agree with Kirk. So if you have DCL, you definitely don't need Hamez. Uh, he's a bit of a luxury. Ship him on. Next question. Comes in from Slim Shady, friend of the show, but still on probation, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> KDB in for Sun. I already have Sterling. Big yes for me. Already has Sterling? Yeah. It's a double up. Sterling KDB? Yeah. If you can do it, I would do it. It's the... The run of fixtures to do it, and uh, Sun has a tough run of fixtures. And Kirk, you said Sun won't score a point in the next few games, so I don't know if Sterling will play though. <laughs> One point could be better than none. Um, Spurs are playing Arsenal, Crystal Palace next. Arsenal have been shocking. Crystal Palace could be anything. They're both reasonably tight teams, though. Yeah, I, I just don't like the idea of spending all your money on Sterling and KDB when Sterling has done very little. I'm not overly keen on KDB and Son. Do you think Jose will approach the Arsenal game like he did Chelsea, just don't lose? It'd be a big compliment to Arsenal if he did. (laughs) uh, I'm not sure he knows how to do anything else. I think he'll go to Crystal Palace hoping not to lose as well. (laughs) Um, Yeah, look, I think maybe the riskier one is the Sterling KDB, but I think you probably have a bigger payoff. So yeah, I think maybe go with that. I think it's a no-brainer, to be honest. And uh, home to Fulham, uh, yeah, Sterling must play. Like we said it earlier on, he was 
wasn't playing last week. He played 90 minutes tonight. He'll play again at the weekend. Gabriel Jesus has had a goal disallowed. He's in fine form. Loving it. Um, <laughs> like you said, uh, Pep, one thing I remember season upon season, Pep talking about Sterling is he always talks about what great shape he's in and what is how good his recovery is. Like, you know, he plays 90 minutes tonight. He didn't play the week before. He has to play against Fulham. They're already true in the Champions League. What's he saving them for? Okay, right. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Sterling plays, KDB plays. Yeah. Massive hauls. Do it. Bring them in. All right. Next question comes in from Nuclear Adams, another new friend of the show, but also on probation. And uh, these lads have to do a little bit more to be proper bona fide friends of the show, Kirks. How do you feel about that? I have no feeling on that. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I should have guessed. How can I bring KDB into my team without losing cover for other teams? The only way I could think of it is transferring out Salah and Ziyech to bring in KDB and Jota next week. So bear with me, Karks. I'm going to try and do some of this technological wizardry and share the screen, but uh, it mightn't work. I definitely wouldn't get rid of Salah. No, that's that's what I made a funny face. I was like, ugh. Um, Salah. Salah, just keep. Um, Ziyech is a funny one. He looks so good. Um, and then he's got Tammy on the end of it. With yeah. his wet Can spaghetti. you see this? Yes. Okay. There's his team. Um, he wants to bring in KDB. Oh, he's got a packed midfield. It's all midfield. Uh, no okay, real. So the first one is Sun. Second one is Zayich for me in terms of getting rid of. Uh, me too. And as soon as I seen the question, I thought the same. You can't get rid of Fernandez. You can't get rid of Salah. Even Grealish is going to miss Fixtures. the next game week. You have to keep him like, just at that price. So you're, you're talking KDB, and I haven't done the maths, but I think it might be sub-6 million midfielder, so 5.9, 5.8, 5.7. I'm not going to do the maths, Kirk, do you want to do them? But uh, we've we've said it. There's a few Wolves guys in there. There's Rafinha. There's... Oh, it's, it's, he has to take a hit to get, this to, to get this to happen. Yeah. I presume he's going to captain him, is he? Um... Would you roll the dice and just keep the team? No, I think I would downgrade one of the strikers. Uh... Some to KDB and maybe Antonio. I like Antonio, but I, I don't have Kirk, to say this every week. Are you going to tell him to get in Brewster? Like, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know who his bench player is here. All these guys look like they can play. Like he can oh, do I get one you, guy yeah. who just sits on the bench. Yeah. Um, Fair point. Kufal plays, Diaz plays, Walker plays, Chihuahua plays, Dallas plays. Uh, he could just do one guy who doesn't play. Yeah, I agree. The squad is too strong. He actually has selection headaches, I'd say. Yeah, and I definitely wouldn't get rid of Salah. Son and Antonio. And the only reason Antonio I'd go with is I just don't know how fit he is. I'd wait till he's actually 90-minute fit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I agree with you there. Uh, let's move on. Next question comes in from FPL Rogue. Your good old pal, FPL Rouge Kirks. <laughs> A very good old friend of the show. The original friend. One of the original friends. Um, I don't know if he counts you as a friend. Uh, that Rouge thing has stuck. <laughs> With who? I don't know. There's worse nicknames as well. Um, so yeah, question. Plan was always... Are you still looking at my screen? I am, yeah. Okay, so you can read along with me, Kirks. 
plan was always to get Salah back before game week 12 and I have an easy route, but it means going, I think he means without Grealish in brackets. I don't want to jettison and adding Jota, who's all the rage, or do I keep both and potentially downgrade Kane? Although despite the apparent tough fixtures, I'm reluctant to offload. Sounds like he's reluctant to do anything. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, I want Salah back in. If you want Grealish for those other fixtures, fine. Jada's quite cheap. I'd probably target Kane because you've got so many options for Kane. Um, and maybe try working him back into your team. It was a game week 15 or 16, we said. Kane starts to... 16, he plays Fulham. And the next few fixtures are, are quite nice. Until then, like he plays Arsenal, Palace, Liverpool, Leicester, Wolves. I'd happily get rid of him at the price. Yeah, so he wants him in before game week 12. So we have a bit of time here to... Get Kane down to somebody. Uh, I would have said Wilson, but that game cancelled because Wilson has a nice three kind of game fixture run. Yeah, he's the um, nicest fixtures, I think. And then he could have gone out. Salah could have come in for game week 12 and then you could have worked on getting Kane back in for for 16. Um, I think Jota and Grealish are just going to provide a lot more value. Yeah, yeah. And Kane... I'm, I took him out myself. I'm backing against him against those teams. Another lad who barely got a kick. Can't remember him taking a shot against Chelsea. Arsenal are going to just, you know, park the bus against them. Palace are going to park the bus against them. Liverpool are going to outplay them. You know, Leicester and Wolves. Like you have to be open to the fact that he might get a couple of returns in those games but that's not the end of the world oh but i'm saying you have to replace him with somebody who is going to get returns and you're looking at like what we're always talking about the bamfords wilson's watkins dcl's like you're saving millions by dropping down that lets you go up to salah from somebody um i don't know who his other midfielders are but yeah i, I think from his question i'd be saying down great campaign. cool that is my choice as well kirks were on the same page this week uh, next question comes in from not going to say the best friend of the show because we can't do Luke Farrell like that but a very good friend now that they've brought us <laughs> on to his own podcast and we had a ball so FPL Drunk Seamus asks which of the following forwards do you prioritise for game week 11 can you see it there you can see the question yeah so I'm going to read it out for the listeners is it Shea Adams who plays Brighton Sheffield United Arsenal Man City Bamford Chelsea, West Ham, Newcastle, United, Watkins. Uh, I think he's left in the week before fixtures, actually. But he plays Newcastle, probably not. Wolves, Burnley, or Wilson, Villa, West Brom, Leeds, Fulham. Um, my choice was Wilson. Yeah. Um, and I had this choice to make last week or the week before when I brought Wilson in. And I was like, his XG matches his G. He's on penalties. Um He's going to be their focal point, uh, and that's proven last week or this week with his his goal and assist. But that Villa game, a bit of a spanner in the works. Um, I would say Watkins if you don't have Grealish. Um, but Watkins has the same Villa game problem. Oh yeah, the fucking. Oh sorry, it's the second picture on the list there. Yeah. For eleven, just for eleven. I don't know. So that's the second that's picture in, says, his, in his yeah. list. Yeah. To me, it would have been Wilson. Like, 
And even if he misses the Villa game, like West Brom leads Fulham. That's the three promoted teams. And he's the only attacking outlet in that team. If you can roll the transfer, if you can play someone instead of him, he'd be my choice. Um, if not, the man who's crushing all the stats, he's always just one game week away from a hall, Patrick Bamford, but he's playing Chelsea, so I wouldn't get him in for game week 11. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's the question, like, prioritise for game week 11, but keeping for that run of fixtures, or is it like a punt for game week 11? Because I think that changes it slightly. I think the fact that he's given us four fixtures means it might be from game week 11 onwards. The funny thing is, I think Seamus tried to be really helpful here by listing the fixtures, and it's actually been uh, detrimental. To his question. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd so actually he's really still drunk from last week. Maybe I think with the four games, I'd still probably look for Watkins or Wilkins, Wilson, <laughs> Watkins, Watkins or, or Wilson. They sound some, um, like some really bad detectives from some stupid English TV show. I just really like Wilson's fixtures. Yeah, it's uh, Wilson or Bamford for me. Uh, like I said, I think Bamford is just he's always moments away from a hall, like his. I'm not going to read them out. People know that is shots, shots in the box, XG, big chances. They're just, they're massive, especially for his price. And even the other day, he could have had a haul against Everton, got nothing. He's one of those, he's all or nothing. Yeah, uh, that's fine. I'd go with that as well. If you could kind of move it on to game week 12, then definitely Wilson. But uh, hold on and see what the story is with Villa and Newcastle. If it gets rescheduled in the same week, I'd go Wilson. So would you, by the sounds of things. Yep. Cool. Uh, we'll move on to the next question. FPL Tommy, eh, kind of a friend of the show, but not really. Uh, any suggestions on how to murder this pretty boy? And it's a gif of Ollie Watkins for Brentford. <laughs> so uh, yeah. you don't know Tommy, but he's like, he's in our group chat. He's like a six foot four man child. He looks like he's about 15, but I think he's about 20. Um, Yeah. So he could probably give Ollie Watkins an okay fight, but he'd probably end up in jail if he murdered him. And 15-year-old looking big lads don't do well in jail, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen too many movies and documentaries. Like someone who can half handle themselves but looks like he's 15 has probably just got a target on them, you know? It's, like it's a he'll really, put up... really, really dark episode of Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, he'll put up a bit of a fight, but he's exactly what I want. So uh, Tommy, don't murder anybody. That's what I'd say. Do you, do you have any kind of random murder techniques you want to share? <laughs> no, just I was going to make a joke about putting him in a headlock and make sure he's offside, but yeah. I don't think it's on the right lines. Force him to take a penalty, he might fucking die of shock. I don't know. Ah, uh, the next question is uh it's kind of killing me here because you made an absolute hames of the last movie question. This you is a lot a show. easier in fairness. You made a show of us, Kirk. So you did. You couldn't even read. But uh, I still don't understand that question. <laughs> comes in from the FPL Hangover podcast. Another good friend, very, very good friend of the show. Um, favorite Christmas film? Over to you. Uh, Die Hard. Are you trying to be cool, or is that actually your favorite? No, I watch. I watch film? it every year. Um, there's there's other films, but that's probably the one I watch the most every Christmas. But do you sit down and watch that and go, "Yay, it's Christmas." You probably don't. I do. Okay. Well, as much as I would ever go, yay, it's Christmas. Yeah. I could probably raise one eyebrow. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, 
I'm a lot classier than you in general, and it shows a in my life. Christmas film. It's it's a wonderful life. I love I that. Fucking film, knew Kirk's. it, you fucking book. <laughs> I love it. I talking about books. I would never. You could have gave me fifty guesses. I wouldn't have picked Die Hard for you. So fair play. It's a wonderful life. Is such a cool film. I love it. It's just it's got everything and gives me that warm Christmassy feel feeling by the end. By the end, I was going to say, not during it. Oh no, along film. the way, I'm kind of miserable. I'm kind of sad. Just loads of emotions in there, Kirks. But it's, it's a great, great film. film. It's one of those films you always like start watching. And go, oh, remember this film? And then you're standing there two hours later, still watching it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it every year. It's a one of the films that after I seen it, I only realized years later that the Simpsons episodes are all pretty much based on movies, or they have so many movie references that I never got as a kid. Because I hadn't seen like it's a wonderful life, or I hadn't seen <laughs> is a primal yeah. fear the one on the boat with yeah like the, the, one, and... the one with the uh, when he breaks his leg and he looks at the window oh yeah things. rear that's, window or fucking... yeah rear window that's it um the one where the Flanders leftorium is closed is based on it's a wonderful life which I obviously <laughs> didn't realize but uh yeah there's our two it definitely wouldn't be Elf which was the answer to the last question for me. Load of That's shite. up there. Watch Elf. Load of shite. Right, the last two questions come in from another good friend of the show, biggest critic, but I'd also go as far as saying biggest fan of the show. Why are people selling Timo? Do they not like points? Would you consider getting them in? Which is quite appropriate because you're talking about getting rid of Timo Werner. Yeah, it's crossed my mind. Um, it's, it's just confusing, to be honest. I don't know if Lampard really likes him. Like, and if... He's been pulled off now. The last pulled off. Huh? Yeah, the last two games at about seventy minutes, um, and he's playing Tammy in the middle. And like as I said earlier, he's basically a bag of wet spaghetti. Um, <laughs> like Giroud at this point must be looking at the team, kind of going, "Why am I playing?" Um, I don't know. Timo on the left, like it didn't really work in the middle. Like he, he seems to be like a counter-attacking striker. Like he he'd fit in at Leicester, like in a heartbeat. He is getting points. Like he seems like a really good finisher. But he just seems to drift around the game, like other than like the, when he gets his chance. I just can't see uh, Pulisic, Havertz, Mount. Uh, what's the other one? Adoy, whoever else, um, not getting him a run the team at some point. Surely Tammy's the fall guy. Like he's he's yeah I've, bundled in a few goals recently, but he hasn't looked good. No, he was brutal last day. It actually borderline shock in the last day um <laughs> yeah i think maybe that's maybe Werner will go center then maybe and pulisic comes in left and zh uh, stays right uh, i just i don't know if it suits the way chelsea have so much of the ball now they're defensively sent at the back they got two guys in midfield who can play ball uh with mount and um Kovacic playing um yeah i'm a little bit worried he just won't get 90 minutes uh and I was thinking about maybe putting my money into Chelsea defence and swapping out for somebody else cheaper because he's still nine and a half million. Yeah. But maybe Tammy's made such a show of himself that Werner just goes up front now and continues to nick the golden assist as he's going along. Yeah, I kind of kind of agree with that, but I'm along the lines that if I had him, I definitely wouldn't be thinking of selling them in a home game against Leeds and then playing Everton after that. Uh don't think Everton have kept a clean sheet since game week one. They're they're one of the dodgiest defences in the leagues. And then I think Chelsea and Leeds could be a slobber knocker. Leeds are, we say it all the time, they're that weird team. They could get hammered. They could hammer you. 
it could be a big score draw. But uh, I wouldn't be getting rid of Werner for either of those games. But I probably wouldn't be getting them in either. Uh, so I think if you have him hold, if you don't, like he still has seven attacking returns and 10 game weeks. He's not playing in his favorite position. Uh, he doesn't look like he's full of confidence. I think he's doing quite well without having fully settled in. I think he's only going to get better. And didn't he take two penalties in the one game? Like he's on penalties, I think. So. Yeah, no, and when he does get a chance, he seems to have a great shot on him, like a little quick feet and a really accurate. Um, I just think he just drifts drifts in and out of games. Like yeah. I, at some point, I just feel like Lampard might invert commas rest him uh, to have a go at like Pulisic and um, what do you call him, Zajic, maybe left and right of a, a bigger striker, someone who's better in the air, like Tammy or Giroud. I think Tammy's probably made that case. His own case. Tommy's made a case to drop him. <laughs> uh, so maybe Timo will be the winner there. But at nine and a half million, I'm not overly impressed. Like considering I could have like the same old guys you talk about all the time. Okay. We'll move on to the final question, which is also from Alan, and it's 60% question. So he says this question is surprisingly only 40% gloat, 60% question. Is Mares a viable captaincy option this weekend? Cancelo is my only other city asset. Salah, Grealish, Werner, and Bruno all look good too. So just to quantify that, Alan asked should he bring in Mares last week. We all laughed at him. He also recommended that I bring in Mares. I laughed at him. Now I laughed at him in a friendly way. So you know, it was like I'm thinking <laughs> of getting in Jesus, and like Mares offers the same concerns. It's like are they both going to start? They're both a bit wishy-washy, but like on their day, they're both explosive. And I'm going to take 50% credit for both of us on Alan bringing in Mares, even though we said don't bring him in. We talked City up so much that it really helped his decision. Um, yeah, so no. I, I think I think what you're saying is right. With the You took a punt on Jesus. Why not take a punt on Mares? The problem was Mares just wasn't playing very well. And I was surprised to see him start. He's out of the squad tonight. Does that mean he's going to play? But like we're saying Sterling's going to play. We're saying Jesus is going to play. Um, so Torres is dropping out. Silva's dropping out. Foden's dropping out. I mean, there's a real chance he just doesn't play. And that's is it enough problem. just to yes. own him? Rather than captain him? Well, definitely, yeah. I, wouldn't be ca- I don't think I'd captain him. I, I mean, I'm questioning having him at all. But yeah. We've seen uh, Sterling getting dropped, rested after hat-tricks. Yeah, it has. I think done, we've done it before. He had a hat trick. Of course, he's going to play. And then you don't see him for like six game weeks. Yeah, I think he's going to play, but I probably wouldn't go as far as captaining him. Just having him is going to be differential enough. And look, there's there's other options. Like he says, Salah, Grealish isn't playing. Werner, Bruno. His other options on paper don't look as appetizing, but they're probably safer. Like Maris had five shots on goal the last game, three goals, six key passes, and an XG of 1.2 and an XA of 0.4. So I don't know. Can he replicate that again? Can he get another two, three goals with an X, low XG like that? I don't know. True. Not my cup of tea. Fair enough. Uh, I probably wouldn't captain him, but I think he is a good option, especially home to Fulham. Well, if you have him, yeah, and they're playing Fulham. The... Like, oh, here's me fucking with Foden. Fuck what I know. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Kirk, that brings us to the end of the questions. Um, 
just very quickly, we'll give a, a quick shout out to the top five in the FPL Renegades League. We we do this most weeks and I end up editing it out because our podcast is about three hours long. So it might make it, it might not. Uh, number one, I don't know if this is the same guy that we were talking about a few weeks ago and it did get edited out, but like Golden Arrows, Timotopi Adeoi, he's on 692 points. That just seems like a million miles away from where I am. That's that's serious shooting. This is 700 overall. He's 1700th overall. Pretty so good. Having an absolute storm. He's got, he's got Vardy in his team who we do not talk about. <laughs> uh, second is Perky Blinders, Lewis Perkin, who's like already he's 29 points behind him, but still on a, a fabulous 663. Third is Enro City, Enrique Camblor, 648 points. Fourth is Gareth Bridges, smile, you son of a clitch. Gotta love the Jaws quote, 633 points. And then fourth <laughs> is Joshua Clark, Nelly FC, 628 points. All five are ahead of us and they're all flying. And in line for whatever the prizes are, we'll remember what they are next week, maybe. Guy in number first place used his free hit this week. Uh, to good use or not? Well, yeah, he got 60-odd points. So I don't okay. know what his team was to bring who he brought out like but yeah free the captain bruno brought in jesus mm, there'd be better weeks for a free hit i feel yeah definitely johnson and goals interesting though yeah unlucky timmy topi we're gonna catch you yeah. <laughs> i don't think i have a hope if you gave me like an extra 200 points i still think i'd probably struggle so that brings us to the end of the podcast Kirks. we're gonna leave it there thanks to everyone who has stuck with us so far thanks for listening we're the fpl renegades podcast at renegades fpl tell everybody you know and share it and do all that jazz give us five star reviews on itunes bebo just eat and all of that because we really really appreciate it and it makes Kirks get out of bed to do the podcast every week Does couldn't be further from the truth i live i live for this So we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good night.